For my first interview, I interviewed Dr. Alexander Tomes. He works at Central High School, and he is the genetics, microbiology, and DC biology teacher. He is an expert in DNA and RNA, which is why I interviewed him as one of my guests for DNA and RNA vaccines. Okay, so just 20 questions that I am asking about COVID-19 and the COVID vaccine. Okay. For what course? Uh, for ELA, we're doing a podcast over controversial and, inform- and informal topics. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, my first question, why do you think that there are two vaccines that are double dose and one vaccine that is a single dose? Um, they're, they're different types. Okay. So the, um, you know, like Moderna and Pfizer are single-stranded RNA, I think. And uh, Johnson & Johnson, I think, is a DNA strand. So they, they work differently. Okay. Um, but there is... Uh, if you are parked in the sophomore parking lot and have a white Ford Ranger, your lights are on. Yeah, I mean, there you can make vaccines with double-stranded DNA, single-stranded RNA, different senses. So it's whatever the company goes through in their avenue of research. Okay. Yeah. Um, who do you think should and shouldn't get the vaccine? Uh, if if you, you know, it depends. Sometimes immunocompromised people don't want to get vaccines if there could be a bad reaction, but also you want to protect those people. Mm-hmm. Any Anyone that is uh, the vaccine, I'd say, is cleared for should get it. Um, and especially like... You know, I think they have it cleared down to 16 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of 16, 17, 18-year-olds or, you know, early 20s don't want to because they think they won't get it. But yeah. you forget those are people that can spread it without mm-hmm. knowing you have it. So okay. really anyone that can. All right. um, do you think we will have to get a booster shot each year, like the flu vaccine? Uh, I could see that. Uh, we don't know yet. Um, you know, because there are different strands of coronaviruses. Um, you know, we had like uh, SARS-CoV-1, we had MERS, um, and those are all coronaviruses, and it's really unknown what all this one would protect against. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what are some possible side effects that you've heard of? With the COVID vaccine? Yeah. Or the, yeah. Uh, most of them are, you know, a lot of people get sore arms. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, very small groups said They've gotten like a little sweaty, uh, shaky, headache, but uh, at least the good news is anyone I know that's gotten those, uh, it's gone within like 24 hours easily. Okay. Which is weird how quick they go away. A lot of people said, yeah, I had like a headache, I was sweaty, I was shaky, but then, you know, three hours later I was just perfect. So Mm -hmm. that's mostly what I've heard. All right. What is your overall opinion on the vaccine? Um... I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, we had a lot of people work on that and from a lot of different organizations working together, which was good. I mean, first it was people like uh, the World Health Organization, CDC, everyone trying to figure out the virus and the genome of the virus. And then pharmaceutical companies went off in their own direction. But uh, And some you know naysayers like to say, well, it's, um, it's not approved yet. I mean... Approval is a, a weird word when it comes to the FDA. It, they have to show that it doesn't cause harmful side effects mm-hmm. in the majority of people. I mean, every single drug has a 
has a side effect for some populations. So, uh, okay. yeah, I'd say it's generally good. And, you know, I, I got mine and my wife got hers. So, uh, mm. yeah, you know, I'm good. All right. Um, do you think that the vaccine should be required to take for travel and different, like if you have to get into some building, you have to have a vaccine card? Uh, no, not, not generally, you know, that's always a fine line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like making people do things, but then, you know, within certain, you know, like colleges or high schools, they make you have certain vaccinations. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a part of a group where you're going to be together with a lot of people that can cause a lot of spread, like a college or university, a high school, I get required vaccinations. I mean, if you don't want to get in and you travel, I, that's that's more on you. That That's a that's a very, mm -hmm. you're starting to get in kind of a fine line, but I don't like the idea of having like a vaccine passport. I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of okay with like the universities, maybe even jobs saying, hey, if you're going to be working with sick people, old people, you need to get the vaccine. Okay. Um, but, yeah, generally not for travel, but, yeah. Okay. Um, what is your predicted outcome of getting the vaccine? Predicted outcome? Mm -hmm. um, I've got my first shot. My second one's coming up. The outcome would be hopefully, a, a, you know, 90 above percent immunity to the COVID-19 disease. Okay. Um, yeah. And you said you got the vaccine. Um, what was your experience like and currently? Yeah. So my next shot is next week for my second shot. Uh, I had no side effects. I, I felt maybe a little soreness, but mm -hmm. I had no, nothing else. And man, they are, they are efficient at doing it these days. You know, I got mine uh, through Mosaic. Uh, you know, you made it Gordman's and they, you go in, they take your ID, you fill a, a quick form, they put you in a chair, they make sure you, you know, are okay 15 minutes later and you're out the door so they've really streamlined it which is nice mm -hmm. yeah. okay um do you think that covid numbers once the vaccine is put out will stay the same increase or decrease uh i think they they should start to decrease kind of as they have mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have gotten it and a lot of people have gotten it they may not even know it so there's a lot of natural immunity there so we have the natural immunity coupled with the vaccine. So mm -hmm. I, I would expect them to really start to decrease. Okay. Um, why do you believe some are hesitant to take the vaccine? I think a lot of it is just misinformation. Mm -hmm. um, we have social media spreaders and so-called experts and that put out just lies and misinformation. I saw something on like Johnson & Johnson where somebody said it was like made out of aborted fetuses, which is just not true. Yeah. Um, many vaccines are made from um, embryonic cells mm -hmm. where they can then make their own, they can use embryonic cells to make DNA that are taken from like placenta or umbilical cords uh, that are stored for literally 20s of years and they use these for so long. It's not like, you know, you just hear crazy things where it's like, no, they're, they're killing babies to get this thing. That's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Misinformation is, is where a lot of it comes from, and, you know, nothing is more, nothing spreads better than fear. Yeah. So that, that's where it all starts. All right. Um, do you think the usage of masks will still be around after the vaccine? I think a lot of people may just continue to really wear them. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's not a, because I don't love the mask thing either. I'm hoping it's not a required thing, you know, for at least the school come 21, 22, uh, but I, I would expect a, a lot of people to just keep wearing them almost indefinitely. You know, we saw that in like China, 
were after they had a bad SARS outbreak. Um, you know, from the first, SARS is what severe acute respiratory syndrome from uh, COVID-1 is what they called it. You know, a lot of people have just continued to wear masks since that, since like 20, 2010 or so that was maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was earlier, but um, yeah. Well, I hope the requirements are gone, but I bet a lot of people continue to wear them. Um, do you think that children will get the vaccine anytime soon? If, uh, so, if so, when? Uh, yeah. I would think, you know, below 16, uh, I would bet we're at least a year out on that. It, it is hard and, you know, both both ethically and morally to, like, run any type of studies on children. Mm-hmm. Um there have been mothers, pregnant mothers, that got the vaccine, and they show now that their baby has immunity or the antibodies to it. Um, so subjects like that will be good to look at and, and see how they react. But um, I would bet we're a ways away from kids getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that we will ever go back to normal, how, how we were before COVID struck? I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a I I'm a guy that likes to shake hands, high fives, you know, mm-hmm. hug my friends. Uh, a lot of that people are hesitant to get close to people. I I think there's going to be a pushback of people getting tired of the distancing. But then again, it'll be a lot of individual preference where you will have some people that are now, um, you know, for lack of a better term, quote unquote, germaphobes. Mm-hmm. And and I would bet some of that sticks around. So yeah. Yeah. All right. And there's an article I found. It's about the AstraZeneca uh-huh. COVID vaccine. And it's reported to, in a few countries like um, Italy, Germany, uh-huh. to cause blood clots. I, I did read on that recently, yeah. Um, you know, that that's early on, and I, and I don't know a ton more. I thought, gosh, I thought what I saw yesterday is um, some syndrome that is exacerbated maybe where they have a tendency to clot, but um, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that's too early to tell. And unfortunately, these things, when they're rushed, you, you may not find out something like that yep. for, for a while. But uh, I don't know a ton on that, except, yeah, gosh, I wish I would have read that article better mm-hmm. yesterday when I saw that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And to go off of that, how serious do you think that the blood clot side effect could be? I mean, a blood clot can be fatal. I mean, it, it it depends how long it lasts and where it is. Uh, you know, if, if you have a, a major blood clot, you know, in your brain um, or in a major artery, uh, it, it for sure can be bad. But, you know, I, I thought the blood clots occurred in individuals that had a symptom related to blood clotting. So, I mean, I'd say for sure those people need to be watched or mm-hmm. close monitor, maybe not get the vaccine. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can be bad, no doubt. Mm-hmm. If you have a tendency to clot or, you know, an issue with your blood like that, it can be bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have a personal preference, which vaccine would you recommend to the public? Uh, the two, the either the Moderna or the Pfizer seem to be the most effective. That Johnson & Johnson, well, a lot of people like it because it's one dose. Uh, it has a lot lower effectiveness than one shot of Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, I think Moderna and Pfizer, I thought were around 80% immunity after one. 
then you're talking 90, 95 plus after two. For Johnson & Johnson, like the first reports, I was reading like 70% immunity. So it's just crazy to me. I mean, get one shot of Moderna or Pfizer, even if you skip the second one, you'd be better than Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it's still, you know, my opinion is just off of what we know now. Things change quick because we get more and more data. But, you know, as of today, yeah, I'd recommend one of those two. Okay. Um, how long do you think it'll take for the vaccine to work after you get, say, like your double dose? Uh, it's usually pretty quick. I mean, we're talking within sometimes, you know, days because your body's really good at ramping up its immunity. Uh, the body's immune system is, is just a powerful, beautiful thing. But, um, you know, it recognizes the proteins being made from that RNA and that vaccine. And you start making antibodies against that mm-hmm. as soon as it does. Um, so really within days, you, you can be solid. Okay. Um, which side effects of the vaccine have you or someone you know experienced? Um, so I got, I mean, the, the very slice of sore arm. Mm-hmm. I had a colleague that had a, a bad headache, um, you know, the day after she got hers. Um, I know a guy that got a little sweaty and shaky, he was saying, in the night after he got his. Um, most people I know are saying nothing. Uh, you know, even I have like a couple elderly aunts that said they got nothing. But I did have a student say she was just, she just felt like she was sick the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she bounced back the day after. So yeah, um, it sounds like a, most people have got kind of all the general symptoms, or I know someone that's got one of the general symptoms, but luckily they all said the same thing. They go, they bounce back quick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like where you get a real cold and it's like it takes like a week to fully recover, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So at least they're bouncing back quick. Um, and hopefully I don't have an issue with my second one. Yeah. yeah. And have there have you heard of any fatalities due to the vaccine? Uh, I've read of two cases where people died um, after getting it. Like, one was in Utah, one was in Florida. But they are not attributed to the vaccine. You know, the, the sad, uh, nothing that I read yet, you know, because I dug into them because I was thinking the same thing. Nothing I've read yet shows that they're attributed to the vaccine. Uh, the sad thing is, you know, when we're dealing with literally hundreds of millions of people mm. getting these vaccines, people, people still will continue to die from other causes, yeah. um, which is, is the sad truth of life. But... Um, I, I haven't heard of a cause from the vaccine causing a death, at least in at least in the U.S. That AstraZeneca one is interesting mm-hmm. um, that's happening, but uh, no, not that I know. But you know, also on that point, you know, every single drug has a reaction, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a danger in taking a drug, whether it's you know, multivitamins kill people, people OD on vitamin C. Um, so there, there can be a reaction to a drug, mm-hmm. no doubt. And when you have, you're talking millions of people, there will be some that may have some type of crazy reaction. All right. And our last one is, do you think there will be any file, uh, lawsuits filed against different companies making the vaccine in the future? I would bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would bet. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, they're rushed. 
So that's an easy open door for a lawsuit saying, you know, you, man, maybe you didn't thoroughly test this enough over the years. But, uh, you know, any drug will have a reaction. And unfortunately, there will be people that have a reaction. So I, I, I would bet there's lawsuits, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for yep. helping me out with that. Absolutely, my man. My first guest on the podcast was Dr. Tomes, who I introduced earlier, but he was definitely my top pick for who I'd interview due to his um, expertise in the subject. Um, So here's a little reflection about him. The COVID-19 pandemic has been around for over a year now, and we are still learning more and more about it. What is relevant about the pandemic, you ask? Look around. Do you see the mass and the fear if someone starts coughing in a store? I would say it's pretty relevant. With the current release of the COVID-19 vaccines, we are starting to feel like we are back to some sort of normalcy. We can see that some cities and states are lifting the mask mandates. Some businesses are lifting them as well. Over time, I have noticed that COVID numbers have been increasing steadily since the March of 2020. But as of March of 2021, they seem to be slowing down a little. This is hinting of a probable decline of the COVID pandemic. Um, I have been wearing a mask since March of 2020 at Target since we have been, we, I don't think we um, required them until maybe April or May or even later, but they required our um, coworkers to wear them as of March. Um, I don't like being forced to wear a mask, but I'm still compliant and I wish everyone would be too so that we could decrease the numbers of COVID and go back to normal. My personal experience of this pandemic isn't the greatest. Um, I just want to go back to normal and I'm sure everyone else does as well where I, where no one feels restricted. Has this been easy for you? Is the vaccine worth taking? Those are some questions that should have just been sitting in the back of your head while listening. Um, COVID-19 was a wake-up call for everyone around the world. Dr. Tomes made that very clear that this wasn't something as, this wasn't seen as something we could prepare for. What Dr. Tomes showed me uh, through answering my questions was how this vaccine will likely be effective. The COVID vaccine has some scary effects, side effects. Um, Nothing we talked about was extremely... Um, surprising. I already knew most of it, but it was still interesting to talk to an expert about biology and explain and to explain um, some long-term and short-term effects of the vaccines. Like, for instance, we talked about side effects uh, like sore arm, headache, fever, nausea. Those are just some general side effects for any vaccine, really. Um, but like the more serious ones, like especially now before after the interview, I found out about Johnson and Johnson causing blood clots, which is an an extremely serious side effect, and as well as AstraZeneca um, doing that as well. Um, like I said, nothing we talked about was something extremely new. Um, but it was still interesting to hear an expert's opinion on it. Um, The overall interview was very informative and very educational and could teach many about the different effects of vaccines and the um, COVID pandemic itself. 
During the podcast, Dr. Tomes and I talked about one of the websites that I found in my research about the AstraZeneca vaccine, as mentioned before, that was causing blood clots. This website stated that it wasn't in the U.S. and it wasn't so much in the U.S., but more around Europe areas like Italy um, and places around there. Um, it isn't that isn't a common side effect. As we know, um, blood clots extremely serious and can potentially be life threatening. Um, but it yeah, it's just not a common side effect. And as we talked about that before, um, he expressed how serious those side effects could be. I would say the only thing that I'm personally worried about um, for the vaccines is the amount of time put into making the vaccine, which is only about a year, even actually maybe less than a year, which raises some concerns because, for instance, like we still don't have a cure for the common cold, a cure for cancer, like which have been around for years and years and years, Um, which and it all of a sudden we have a vaccine we have i think maybe four vaccines for covid which i understand because it's a pandemic it's serious and it's been killing people so we'd want to put it into overdrive but um it just raises some concerns when suddenly four vaccines pop out of nowhere um, but I did get the vaccine. I got the Pfizer one and so far I got it about literally two hours ago. And so far I'm just having soreness of arm and a headache. Um, but besides that, I can also agree, um, that the vaccine should be distributed. I think that most people who are susceptible and I think most people in the world honestly should take it because it can, um, Number one, prevent quarantining. Number two, prevent death. And number three, just prevent COVID from spreading frequently. Um, if I had to do something different during this podcast, I would maybe ask some better questions relating more towards the science behind the vaccines themselves. Maybe more about the RNA and like the Moderna and Pfizer shot and the DNA and the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca one. Um, uh, I would ask him to elaborate more about the risks of getting the vaccine to prove an aspect of my uh, claims about not fully trusting the vaccines due to the amount of time and testing put into them. Um, what would happen if we would be able to come up with another possible design of a vaccine? What I mean by that is if we could talk about, um, that's like a potential question, um, what is... What I mean by that is if we could talk about what it takes to make a vaccine and propose a theoretical idea about the outcomes, basically saying what could we do different with the vaccines to further strengthen their ability to fight off the disease. Um, I know we're not like uh, vaccine experts, but it's just like a theoretical idea. But overall, I would say the interview was a huge success. I wouldn't change much about it, and I'm grateful that Dr. Tomes was able to be my guest.